You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Before we get to your podcast episode, a quick announcement from the hosts of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, Triviality, Trivia Time Podcast, and TV Trivia Pod. I'm Brian, host of TV Trivia Pod. I'm Annie. I'm David from Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. I'm Kelly, host of Trivia Time Podcast with our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. And I'm Neil from Triviality. Our podcast will be coming together along with many others for a 24-hour trivia extravaganza fundraiser to raise money for the UNICEF vaccine rollout. Starting on Friday, May 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be on Twitch, which you can join for free. And it's twitch.tv slash quizbangpod. 100% of the donations will be going to UNICEF. Woohoo! Come join us for a fun-filled extravaganza and win prizes like tickets to a virtual Sporkle game or Sporkle trivia hunt and the chance to be crowned the winning team who will get to perform on one of these podcasts along with getting some cool swag. More information can be found at quizbangpod.com slash UNICEF, our Facebook pages, as well as in the show notes. We will see you all then. And now, back to the show. Oh, wow. That's gold. So good. That's how you do it. I'd go to that event. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and it's a bright and sunny day. Feeling good and brightening up my day is Jeff sitting next to me. How are you, Jeff? I'm good, Neil. Thank you. That was a very sweet intro. You are welcome. It's always nice to see your face, uh, even though I'm not seeing our other friend here, Matt. Uh, his face, his camera's turned off. How are you doing in L.A., Matt? Uh, it's it's a beautiful day, but I'm not feeling very beautiful, so I'm a little camera shy today. Oh, that's all right. Well, you're beautiful uh, inside and out, Matt, so anytime you want to turn on your camera. No, not beautiful inside. <laughs> well, maybe not. Uh, but uh, as we've learned on TikTok, it's not a phase. You just love pop punk, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. I have seen those. Uh, and uh, Ken isn't here today. He's actually on a magical quest to find a Terrapin. So hopefully he'll find one. He'll bring one back to the studio and we'll have a, a new guest co-host. So we'll see how that goes. So good luck, Ken. But we do have two very special guests with us today. They're both Savage Superstars on Patreon, which we truly appreciate. Let's start with our guest player. And uh, that is Asha Youssef. How are you, Asha? I'm great. How are you guys? 
we're doing well. Uh, it's so nice to have you back on the show. So why don't you uh, let everyone know what you've been up to, uh, a little bit about yourself and your favorite flavor of ice cream. Um, I am a fourth grade writing and vocabulary teacher. So I'm learning lots of new words every day. Uh, my favorite flavor of ice cream will go with Rocky Road. Rocky Road is a classic. Uh, well, we always appreciate you uh, coming on, and we actually have you on a Patreon bonus that either dropped before this or will be coming right after it. So uh, we're looking forward to everyone enjoying the questions you supplied from friends and family and yourself. So thank you very much for joining the program. Thank you for having me. I think this makes five, so I'll be looking for my jacket in the mail. Oh yes, you're right. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to send that to you, uh, and we'll we'll make it bedazzled too, so it's extra special. Awesome. Uh, and uh, hosting today's game uh, is uh, someone who's also been on the show before. And as we said, is a Savage Superstar on Patreon uh, and probably uh, up earlier than any other guest host in history, uh, except maybe for herself when she was on before. And that is Tony Rask. How are you, Tony? I'm doing pretty great. Got my coffee. I'm raring to go. Good. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you here. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the game? I am an English teacher living in rural South Korea. I've uh, been here since 2017 and will be leaving in July to start law school back in the U.S. And um, uh, my favorite ice cream is very, very strawberry from Baskin Robbins because that's like the ice cream here in Korea is Baskin Robbins. So... Well, you can't go wrong with Baskin yeah, Robbins. Yeah. Delicious. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us today, for writing the game, and also for being one of our future lawyers that we will retain uh, as counsel. So we appreciate that. Thanks. I'm happy to help. Well, since uh, Tony teaches in Korea, uh, we thought, uh, let's see if Darren, our rules guy, can do a rules read in Korean. So Darren, take it away. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. Update, uh, he does not know Korean. <laughs> yeah, that was not Korean. Not Poor Korean. effort, Darren. <laughs> well, at least he tried, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, Jeff, you and I are going to team today, and uh, we've kind of been going through some medical ailments. So how do you feel about the team name Doctor's Orders? Because we have not been following them in regards to what we eat. Yeah. Um, you know, one doctor tells you that you have to eat soft foods. One says you can't just eat milkshakes, Jeff. And uh, I don't know who to trust. So, Well, you found the happy medium, and, and that's okay with me. Uh, Matt and Asha, you will be a team uh, today. And what are you thinking for your team name? Well, so, you know, to play off of Asha's favorite ice cream and Ken's search for amphibians, I think we're going to be Rocky Toad. <laughs> Rocky <Nice>. Toad. <laughs> Sounds like a good Mario character. <laughs> uh, well, Tony, uh, our teams are set. We're ready to go and uh, feel free to take it away. Okay. Um, I was inspired by all the binge watching I've done over the last year uh, of the pandemic. So I very tangentially wrote all the questions somehow related to television shows that I've watched. Um, so round one, question one is, sorry, Ken. 
Takoyaki are lovely, delicious balls of dough that are generally filled with the meat of what James Bond friendly animal? Uh, I think uh, we can lock in on this one, Jeff. It's a show we both love. I think that is being referenced here. Yep, I know this one for sure. Okay, we'll lock in, guys. All right, Asha, what do you know about James Bond? I know he likes martinis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got nothing. Um, Right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this question has us shaken because we don't know it. Um, Yes. Well, let's give a shout out to Ken and go with the Terrapin. Yes. And uh, over here, we're going to lock in. I'm pretty sure this is Octopus. It is Octopus um, that is inspired by Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Charles Boyle's love of all things exotic food. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Noise. Noise. Toy, toy. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 Question two is TM, TM, TM. It's a business question. Um, also, that's a shout out and reference to misinformation, the TM, TM, TM. Um, they always do that whenever they have a particularly good idea on the show. I can, um, I can hear LT saying it right now. Yeah, it's so good. It's one of my favorite bits. Um, we all know that many brand names have become synonymous with their products, like Kleenex, Q-Tip, Xerox, etc. But what one word professional title is actually a trademark, um, the generic of which is a three-word term. The trademark is the property of the professional association known by the acronym NAR. All right, Neil, I uh, know this. We can lock in. Oh, wow. All right, let's do it. Um, All right. Matt, I just recently sold my house. Um, I think it's Realtor. All right. Uh, Because I had one of those. (laughs) That's good enough for me. We are going to lock in with Realtor. Yeah, well, C is for cookie, which is good enough for me. We also went Realtor. Yep, it's Realtor, um, inspired by Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. You got to love Phil Dunphy. I think one of my, I th- actually, I think my favorite episode of Minor Family of all time is when they're in Vegas and they're in the hotel with, uh, um, with the magician. Uh, he's doing the magician act for Pat Oswalt. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, that's great. So good. That's such a good episode. Um, all right, question three. He's got a thing for pyramids. Architect I.M. Pei is perhaps best known for his design of the Louvre pyramid. But he also designed what other pyramidic American s- structure near the shores of Lake Erie? We are locked in. All right. So they're locked in. I think we're on the same page here. Um, thinking yeah. back to the Drew Carey show and how much Cleveland rocks. I think that this is, uh, yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? I'm good with that. I had Luxor until she said Lake Erie. And then that's where I went next was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Locked in. As uh, as they say, great minds think alike. Asha, we both also thought it was the Luxor until uh, she said Lake Erie, and we locked in with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Yep, that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and you know, when you got a fleet of the Cleave, although that was not my inspiration, but no, that's uh, thirty rock. <laughs> rock is always yeah. good. Yeah, um, it was my inspiration was Emily and Paris and How I Met Your Mother. So a little shout out to architects and um, Paris. So. We just know you want to raise your kids in Shaker Heights. I get it. <laughs> so good. Um, 
pretty shiny things. Muscovite, an incredibly rare and expensive gemstone, was first identified in 1967 and named for where it was found, Musgrave Ranges. Perhaps more famous for a different iridescent gem, in which southern hemisphere nation did this discovery take place? We are locked in over here. Okay, so let's talk about southern hemisphere countries. There's only a couple. Um, oh yeah, not very many at all. So, so let's start from the beginning with Argentina, Bolivia. No, Australia. Oh, actually, I know. Yeah. I think it might it might be Australia. I love Australia. I don't think they'd offer up Australia if Australia was the answer, though. Well, maybe they don't know it. I don't know. That's true. Um, do you have any ideas then? I wonder if it's, it's like, yeah, I was going to say if it was like South African or something. Um, and then like, do you know where the Hope Diamond is from? Oh, no, of course not. Is that the one from Uncut <laughs> Gems? No, that's uh, the one from the Britney Spears music video where she like has him go down and get it for her. It was at the bottom of the ocean. You got it for me? Um, <laughs> South Africa is good. I like South Africa. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, we uh, we too locked in with South Africa thinking that uh, we, we know they have like diamond mines. So we just kind of guessed maybe it came from there. Um, the other iridescent gem that I referenced is opal, which would be Australia. So just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. That's all right. Um, Yep. So it was Australia, and uh, that's inspired by Jack Whitehall's Travels with My Father, which is hilarious. Oh, that is a good show. Um, Uh, mm -hmm. And Opal, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was the inspiration for the Midwestern introduction, Oop, that Matt knows so well. Uh, Oop, just bumped into you a little there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Question five, a little more down under. Comedian and writer Josh Thomas was the showrunner for the delightful Australian dramedy Please Like Me, which originally aired for four seasons starting in 2013. Please Like Me features a cast of Thomas's friends, including what now more famous comedian. This was prior to her rise to international fame with her Netflix comedy specials Nanette and Douglas. Okay, we can lock in over here. I don't know. I don't either. I was thinking, I don't even know if she's Australian, though, but I've never heard of that show she was talking about. Um, can't think of her name. I don't, And I don't even know if she's Australian, but the girl that was Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect? Wilson. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. No. She's not Australian, is she? I, can't, I don't think so, but I don't think we have a better answer. Yeah. Do we? I have nothing else. Okay. Um, Olivia Newton-John is Australian, isn't she? I don't think she's very funny, though. No, I don't either. Okay. Rebel Wilson, where you're locked in. Well, it sounds like uh, the other team wasn't really hopelessly devoted to an answer. Um, I I know from uh, her special, Nanette, uh, I believe it's Hannah Gatsby. So that's what we locked in with. Mm. Yep, it is Hannah Gadsby, and Nanette is incredible, and everyone should watch it. It's very important. <laughs> um, it's Hannah Gadsby. She's on Please Like Me. She's friends with comedian Josh Thomas, and Please Like Me is possibly one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life, and everyone should watch it. It's so good. Oh, it is hilarious. Um, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, like everyone I've talked to is like, I've never heard of it. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love uh, a lot of the Australian comedies. Uh, Kind of those irreverent comedies are so good. mm -hmm. After five, it looks like Rocky Toad with 20 points and uh, Team Doctor's Orders with 40 points. So let's see how we can uh, bump up our score here, Jeff. All right. Um, Number six is YA Lit. The still incomplete Book of Dust trilogy is a follow-up of what other trilogy turned movie turned TV show featuring the heroine Lyra Blackwa. And for a bonus five, name the author. I remember seeing the trailers for something like this on Netflix for a series that was based off a movie. And I don't think it's like a series of unfortunate events because I know Lemony Snicket, the show came out, I think, last year. Uh, I I can't remember. It's It's like the locket or something like that, maybe. Does any of this sound familiar? Not at all. Sorry. Something key, like the, not skeleton key, but something like that. I don't know. Let's say Lemony Snicket, because I liked Jim Carrey in that movie one time. Okay, sounds good. All right, and I'm pretty sure Lyra Balakwa is the young female lead in His Dark Materials. And so knowing that uh, Golden Compass was made in as a movie and then later as a TV show for that, that's uh, that's what we think that's from. You have an author for the bonus five? Oh, yeah, the Philip Pullman. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it is his dark materials. And um, Philip Pullman is the is the author. Um, this is a HBO show. And um, yeah, it's it's okay. It's all right. Sorry, James McAvoy. The lock and key is what you were thinking of, Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was good. It was a fun show. That's, that's based off a YA novel, isn't it? I think so. Why not? Yeah. Um, All right. Let's get you guys some points. All right. Question seven. Test time. Maybe if I would have prayed to Saraswati, my LSATs may have gone better. Uh, Saraswati is the goddess of knowledge in what world religion? Mm. When are we going to get to the Tiger King questions? That's what I want to know. I didn't watch Tiger King because F Uh, that noise. (laughs) That's all I did during the pandemic. Okay. (laughs) Okay, uh, we're going to take a guess over here. We're, we'll lock in. Hmm. World religion. Hinduism? Sounds good. I'm okay with it. Okay, we'll lock in with Hinduism. And uh, our gut pointed us towards Hinduism as well. Yep, yep it is Hinduism. And that's uh, inspired by the nice uh, Mindy Kaling written and produced Never Have I Ever. And it's a very cute little kids. They're like young adult show that hit me so much harder than i thought it was because i was like oh this will be a nice cute show and like my mom died when i was 13 and like her dad died when she was 13 i'm like this is a little bit too much too real yeah <laughs> too real much realer yeah. than i thought it would be <laughs> yeah she did a a really nice job incorporating uh you know sort of the the crazy funny stuff or like the John McEnroe voiceover, but then also it hits you in the gut with like real dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you totally forgot about the voiceover. It's so funny. It was amazing. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just completely, cause it was so long ago that I watched it. Cause that came out like towards yeah. the beginning of the pandemic. Um, 
Okay, border crossing, or sorry, question, round one, question eight. Uh, border crossing required. Although irrelevant for the 2021 season, the closest arena by car to the Toronto Raptors home arena is the home of the Pistons, which is named for what pizza pizza chain? For bonus five points, where are the Raptors playing their home games uh, for the 2021 season? I'm just looking for the city mm-hmm. for the bonus. Uh, we can lock in with both. Ooh, Matt uh, calling his Hamilton Porter shot here. Um, well, sports, I, I don't get very many of these. That's true. Uh, so Pizza Pizza, Little Caesars. Oh, yeah, for sure, Little Caesars. So it's Little Caesars, yeah. Uh, so where, where, Jeff, do we go with the bonus points? So the question is, where are the Toronto Raptors playing the 21 season? Yes. I'm trying to think. I thought maybe there aren't any Canadian teams playing, and they're playing in the U.S. Then I I know there's teams playing, multiple teams playing in one arena, and I can't remember now. I thought I read that it's got to be either like uh, Barclays is kind of close to Toronto, or is it? You think it would just be South? Um, yeah, I mean, the, your closest would be like Detroit, um, Cleveland would be right across the lake. We could we could do that for a bonus. Cleveland Cavaliers Stadium. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we'll officially lock in with Little Caesars and the Cavaliers Stadium. Mm. So we also locked in with Little Caesars. That is the Pizza Pizza. Um, mm-hmm. But this, their slogan of We the North is more ironic this season because they're playing about as south as possible in Tampa. Yep. Uh, so it's Little Caesars, and they are for sure playing in Tampa, Florida this year. Um, that is very uh, <laughs> loosely related to the terrible show Good Girls. So, because mm. um, they're in like Detroit area. So I figured, <laughs> hey. Um, okay. Round one, question nine vocabulary slash slang. All right. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is probably best known for her TV show Fleabag, but she previously created, wrote, and starred in a short-lived TV show that shares its name and premise with the idea of turning up out of the blue and perhaps outstaying your welcome. We can lock in over here. Hmm. Who is this Phoebe Bridges? Is that who we're talking about? No, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, it's different. You're confusing her with Phoebe Bridgers, the musician. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, what are some words that mean that thing she said? Like mooching or something? That's not quite the same thing, but that's the only kind of thing I can think of. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah. Like somebody's like crashing on your couch. It could be. Oh. Was Crash a show? It's a movie. I think Crashing is a show. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like, I vaguely have some idea of that, but I've never seen it. Okay. So I don't know if that's, like, a made-up thing or not, but... Well, either way. It's the best is, we've got. Yeah, we're locking in. Okay. I loved uh, Fleabag, and after I was done watching that, I tried to devour everything that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did, and uh, I watched Killing Eve, and then when I was done with that, I went to Netflix and found Crashing, so that's what we locked in with. Yep, and the answer is Crashing, so 
Very nice. You backed your way into that. That's awesome. <laughs> I was even sure if it was a show. Um, okay. Round one, question 10. Black and white. Rui Lopez, Kirk, and Carol Kahn are all specifically types of what? So who are the people? Rui Lopez? I didn't say they were. Okay. Rui Lopez, oh. Kirk, and Carol Kahn are all specifically types of what? Okay. Pirk is the second thing? Yep. P-I-R-C. Oh, P-I-R-C. Okay, we are locked in over here. So you guys are locked in, and we have a whole lot of nothing here. Um, any ideas on this, Asha? I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that it might be they might be some kind of either acronyms or shortening of something. So I, it makes sense if they were tests for, you know, like the aptitude type test kind yeah. of thing. They usually have funny names like that. Do you want to put like personality tests? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any idea. Perfect. <laughs> Locked in. That's a really great answer from them. Uh, personality tests. Um, what do you think, Jeff? I don't know. You said caro earlier, and I know that's a type of syrup. So where do where does syrup come from? Trees. We said plants. All right. Uh, the category is black and white. And if I gave you the actual like real category that I fell under, sports and games, if that would help at all, probably would. Um, these are all chess openings. Or if I said the Sicilian or the Queen's Gambit. All right. Score recap. No. Yeah, of course. Uh, so after round one, it looks like Team Rocky Moat, Rocky Toad. I keep changing the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rocky Toad, um, you have 55 points. And in the lead right now, uh, Doctor's Orders uh, actually following them uh, with 85 points. All right. Um, the swing round I have for you, uh, I was helped a bit by uh, Jason from Jason Borsum from Liquid Courage. Never and uh, play tested it with a bunch of friends and they said it was okay, even if you haven't seen the show. So I went ahead with it. So it's called Archer and the sometimes obscure pop culture references. So I'll give you a quote from Archer and you have to give me the inspiration, either book, TV, uh, TV show or movie. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you haven't watched it, these you should be able to get at least half of these, hopefully. Otherwise, I'm setting you up for failure. Um, Hopefully not. All right, number one. No, it's not Lana. It's an allegorical novella about Stalinism by George Orwell. And spoiler alert, it sucks. Number two, there's no way one of these damn inepticons can pass a freaking Turing test. And the keyword there is inepticons, and that's the reference I'm looking for. Um, number three, okay, Gollum, you have won the game of riddles. The gold ring is yours. Number four... <laughs> You maniac, you blew her up. Damn you. Damn you all to hell. Uh, number five. Can we give Lenny the rabbit? Number six. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Number seven. Hey, yeah, sweat it out like Popeye Doyle. Number eight. Is Archer, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Number nine. I would prefer not to. Number 10. What freaking movie is this? What's next? Mr. Gower slaps me deaf. All right. We will go over these questions and be back with our answers. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All of the answers are now locked in. Before we throw it back to Tony, just wanted to mention if you'd like to join them on Patreon and help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast for a bunch of different perks like stickers, posters, and boxes, but most of all, extra content where you'll hear us answer some crazy questions in our crop drop or uh, monthly uh, mini trivia games where we play more as a pub trivia style team. And in April, uh, you will be able to hear Asha as she provided some questions for that. So... Uh, come join us over there and uh, join Tony and Asha at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Tony, let's hear those questions again. We'll give our answers. Okay. Um, number one, no, it's not Lana. It's an allegorical novella about Stalinism by George Orwell. And spoiler alert, it sucks. <laughs> we locked in with Animal Farm. Uh, Asha, what did we say? We said 1984. Yeah, it is uh, Animal Farm. Yeah. Um, number two, there's no way one of these damn ineptacons can pass a freaking Turing test. We went with Blade Runner. Mm, that makes sense. I thought these might have been those silly robots from Doctor Who, so we said Doctor Who. Uh, ineptacons is a play on word of Decepticons, which is Transformers. Oh, no. Yeah, this, yeah. When I read it this last time I thought, oh, I wonder if it's Transformers. Starscream yeah, failed me Transformers. again. Yeah, Transformers. Yeah. Oh, poor Starscream. And no, just kidding. He's a jerk. Um, number three. Okay, Gollum, you have won the game of riddles. The gold ring is yours. Yeah, I feel like Neil shouldn't answer this one. So I said Lord of the Rings. That's what we said also. So I don't know how I feel about giving you guys credit for it because it is The Hobbit specifically because mm. that's when when bilbo plays the game of riddles it's with Gollum in the hobbit oh okay yeah fine so yeah and if ken was here he would he would say no points so let's just we'll go no points yeah no points <laughs> okay uh, i feel like a jerk um you maniac you blew her up damn you damn you all to hell
I know this uh, reference and it's really killing me. I just couldn't come up with it in time. Uh, so unfortunately, we're just going to say Planet of the Apes. Yeah, pretty sure that the line's from Planet of the Apes. Yep, it's from Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah, I'm doing my best Charlton Heston yeah. slash Krieger. I'm going to be, I'm going <laughs> to be not complete, very good. completely honest here. I, I thought it was Charlton Heston because of your impression, but I was like, I had no idea what movie that's mm-hmm. from. And I just went with the easiest one. So <laughs> oh, great. I feel vindicated. Um, to be fair, I only know from the Simpsons sketch. Uh, also Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yes, 100%. That's how Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I read these questions for my friends last night, um, that was my friend Amy said that we started singing Dr. Zayas together, which was beautiful. Just beautiful. Um, all right. Question five. Can we give Lenny the rabbit? Uh, we went with of, uh, Mice and Men. Uh, we did oh, not no. do with, <laughs> we went with Grapes of Wrath. It is of Mice and Men. Yes. I would have also accepted Looney Tunes since there is a spoof on um, that that I know of or that I'm aware of. So, all right. Number six, I find your lack of faith disturbing. I believe this is Star Wars. I think Mr. Palpatine says this. Uh, we also think Star Wars. <laughs> yep. It, Mr. Palpatine. Um, it is Star Wars. Uh, number seven. Hey, yeah, sweat it out like Popeye Doyle. Pretty sure Neil locked in on this one quickly with the French connection. <laughs> I, uh, I only heard the uh, AO part and thought it might have been uh, Rocky. Hey, yeah, sweat it out like Popeye Doyle. It is the French connection. Uh, number eight, Miss Archer, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Uh, you can't see it right now, but I have my leg up on the table exposed looking at Jeff, uh, and we put the graduate. Mm, Asha, you had this one. I also said The Graduates. All right. Yep. It is The Graduate. And number nine, I would prefer not to. Um, I would prefer not to have to answer this question because uh, I don't think uh, Neil and I figured oh out which one this joke. was. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to tap. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember what I said here. I wrote down something, but it's scribbled. So I got nothing. I didn't write it down. I don't know what you, I don't know. Yeah. I guess don't have we anything. can tap too. Um, yeah, this is a little trivia nugget. It does come up. I've had it come up in like Learned League and a couple other things like like a couple times over the last year. And it is Bartleby the Scrivener by Herman Melville. No um, way. It's very. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and number 10. What freaking movie is this? What's next? Mr. Gower slaps me deaf. Oh, we're one with that's a wonderful lie. <laughs> We also said it's a wonderful life. Yep, it's a wonderful life, absolutely. And I was really—I didn't even remember the fact that you do a, a, a Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart impression. So that was very welcome. Well, you better remember <laughs> it for last time, Jerry. <laughs> All right. After the swing round, looks like Rocky Toad has seventy-five points, and Team Doctor's Order has one hundred and twenty points. All right, round two, question one. Uh, Who am I? She has portrayed a Disney princess, a secret agent in a Marvel property, and a skilled assassin left for dead on Tatooine. What former ER doctor is this? It's a spoiler alert, too. We are locked in over here. Feel free to talk. 
I have no idea. Like I said, I don't know. I definitely I know she was in Marvel for sure. But and I think she was also That's more than I have. So we can yeah. we can watch that. With Carrie uh, Russell, you said? Yeah. Carrie Russell. We started with Carrie Russell because we knew she was in the latest Star Wars um and then you know was in some other uh TV properties. But we actually remembered that uh, Ming-Na Wen um, was Mulan, and she was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's what we locked in with. It is Ming-Na Wen. She, yep, Mulan, and she plays uh, Melinda May on Marvel, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, uh, Fennec Shand, I think is her name, on The Mandalorian. Mm. And... Oh, wow. um, yeah, and she was on ER for like a million seasons too. And I grew up watching ER and I just freaking love ER so much. So uh, cue Eric LaSalle fist punch or like punch here. Yeah, like, ooh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I can yeah. totally right. picture that too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Um, okay, round two, question two. Before and after. So you guys all know how before and afters work, yeah. I assume. Yes. 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 question and then afterwards we give a wrong answer <laughs> yes that's exactly right okay um <laughs> this is i'm very nervous about this question just an fyi so all right um andra serato retired engineer turned model the face behind this pity inducing meme meets 20th century british prime minister whose tenure was interrupted by edward heath Ooh, I don't know what any of those things mean. <laughs> yeah. And we got to get a, we got to do a before and after Tony Blair Witch Project. Sad guy. <laughs> that works for me. I can't, I have no my, idea. My greatest work. Yes. Uh, we, we had no idea as well. We, um, we had a lot of trouble with this one. So we ended up um, referencing Austin Powers and said, Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Oh my god um it's so it's the old guy who looks really sad like he's about to cry but he's got the big smile on his face you know the meme mm-hmm. yes yeah? yes. No? yes yes okay um it's hide the pain harold wilson <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah it's uh i was worried about that question that, if you got that one right uh email it into the show and <laughs> we will reward you all right okay Round two, question three, in music, 2014 Banger, My Opinion, not endorsed by anyone else, Let Him Say, was a collaboration from Minnesota indie artist Caroline Smith and what now massively successful Grammy winner. Star was working on launching their career in Minnesota at the time. We are locked in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, so we narrow, narrowed it down to Prince and Lizzo. I think one was making more music in 2014 than the other. Uh, so we locked in with Lizzo. Lizzo is Lizzo is a great uh, guess. I didn't even think about that, and that totally makes sense. Um, we thought The weekend was from Canada, but we thought, you know, maybe he went across the border in 2014, started making music, and then blew up later. So that's what we locked in with. Yeah, um, originally from Texas, Lizzo moved to Minnesota and worked with um, Rhyme Sayers and Doomtree in Minnesota and um, made quite a bunch of awesome music, including the album Bangers, which was another very 
hard reference to get in uh, my clue. So, yep, the answer is Lizzo. And the song was featured on the soundtrack uh, for Broad City. Oh, good show. Yeah, it's an awesome song. I, like, can't stop listening to it. So, great. Okay. Uh, Round two, question four, TV history. Most trivia buffs know that Nixon's sweaty mug was his downfall against JFK in the first ever televised U.S. presidential debate. In what city did that debate take place? We are locked in. Okay, so you guys are locked in. Um, we were both thinking uh, thinking the South, right? Something like that? Yeah. I think that might, might be why he was sweating so much. It's pretty yeah. hot in Texas, uh, and I, you know, I'm thinking, thinking Dallas, so... We locked in with Dallas. And uh, we just, uh, we guessed New York. Um, this is actually, <laughs> I feel kind of bad now. This is actually Chicago. Mm. Um, yeah. And this is a nod to The Last Dance, which is very, sorry, it wasn't a sports question, Matt. Oh, <laughs> we mentioned Chicago, but we thought maybe it'd be a trap. So we had to go somewhere else. Mm. Oh, it's, it's a tarp. <laughs> um <laughs> it was not um yep it was in chicago and i think it was just like the lights that made him so sweaty like because the tv lights are so oh, hot man. so um and he didn't wear makeup or he it did wear he makeup or... to the chicago fire that's not why he was sweating never i don't mind. think he's Ooh. that old but i could be wrong thank <laughs> <laughs> you for giving a real response to that yeah mm-hmm uh, round two, question five in geography. The name of what Central African country comes from the Portuguese for river of prawns or shrimp and not for Wiz Khalifa or the voice behind Princess Fiona? Okay, we will lock in. Okay, you guys are locked in. Um, Asha, what did you think? Um, I was thinking Cameroon. Uh, yes, after <laughs> the name I couldn't almost not say Cameroon <laughs> Diaz. Yes, that we're, one. We're locked in. Yeah, we finally remember um, Ferris Bueller's day off where Ferris uh, took uh, his friend Cameroon along for the ride uh, across Chicago, uh, but we locked in with Cameroon. Yeah, thanks for playing into the dumb name play. Okay, uh, the answer is Cameroon. Um, yeah, Wiz Khalifa's real name is Cameron, apparently, which I did not know until I looked up famous Camerons. <laughs> So to try and write this question to give you a little bit of a clue. It's always, um, it's always fun to you know, hear the is, real names behind yeah. uh, performers because you never expect it sometimes. Yeah. Round two, question six. Um, unfortunate assumptions of history. The third site to gain status as a national monument, part of the National Park Service, is a series of well-preserved cliff dwellings that European settlers named for an Aztec ruler despite the Aztecs having no ties with the ancestors of the indigenous people of Arizona. FYI, it's also not a castle, more of an ancient apartment complex. Fill in the blank. Blank Castle National Monument. We are locked in over here. Okay. Um, you guys are locked in, and I will not make my joke about his revenge on air. That's for everyone else here but uh we said montezuma we uh also said montezuma as a guess yeah it's montezuma and of course uh, uh inspired by parks and rec yeah so not a castle not aztec but white people be naming wrong so stuff white people be naming stuff wrong so 
Uh, round two, question seven, the show must go on. It's a theater question. High schools adapting to COVID restrictions still managed to stage plays and musicals in 2020. The musical performed at the most high schools was adapted from a 60s TV show that was adapted from a comic from the 30s, not to mention a couple of films from the 90s. What is this sometimes mysterious, kooky, and altogether ooky musical? Yep, we can lock in. Will my mic pick up the snaps? Yeah, almost. (laughs) See, Adam's family. Yeah, Adam's family. We concur. Yep, it's the Adams Family. First of all, my mind was blown. I did not know there was an Adams Family musical, and it's really it makes delightful. Me so happy. Yeah, Nathan Lane I saw is it great. Years ago. Yeah. Oh, you saw it, Asha? Um, not on Broadway, but um, the I saw it touring. So, um, Broadway across America comes through Louisville, and it was here a couple years ago, and it was really cute. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I just was very surprised by that. So I thought it kind of like, I think it knocked Greece off its pedestal, but I'm not sure this is commonly performed. I know it's not, uh, you know, directly um, aligned with this, but, uh, you know, similar show, The Munsters. Um, I never knew until this year, and I, I sound stupid thinking it, but I never knew <laughs> until this year that Rob Zombie's song, Dragula, was about the car from The Munsters. And uh, now apparently he's going to be directing a Munsters adaptation for film. So all came back full circle. Oh, I didn't know that until today. So there you go. Yeah, the Dragula yeah. is the uh, uh, roadster. Oh, that, uh, pa- or not, I was going to say Papa Smurf. That's not his name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the, Yeah, it's a roadster. Good Lord. Thank you. Round two, question eight. Uh, world history. The 1969 communal riot known as the Battle of the Bogside was part of a large and longer troubling conflict. In what city did this take place? Okay, so they are locked in. So we're thinking bogs. We think in Ireland, UK. You said Dublin, maybe? Maybe. Dublin is a city. Yes, in Ireland. In Ireland, even uh, they probably have a bog or two. I think I think I'm okay locking in with Dublin. We discussed Dublin. Uh, we thought that could be a possibility, but Jeff, you had a different track that I thought was was right. Well, given the year, we know the Vietnam War was during that era, so we just guessed Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, that's uh, points for Tony. Um, this is. <laughs> So uh, Asha and Matt were on the right track. It is um, longer troubling conflict. It would be a nod to the troubles in Ireland. Um, it is dairy in Northern Ireland or London dairy. Mm. Oh, and you, um, that was from watching Dairy Girls? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also incredibly funny and amazing. Well, um, intolerance. I was never going to get it. Oh, my God. I hate that. I hate that pun so much. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Round two, question nine, Bake Off. During rationing during World War II, bakers often used what to achieve that deep red color that you come to expect in a red velvet cake? All right. We are locked in. You said ground up Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Clifford. You monsters. Um, okay, so Asha, you think you had an inroad to this one? Yeah, 
um, my nephew, when he was little, was a big fan of red velvet cakes. And so my sister-in-law would always go to this bakery that she knew of that um, used some more natural and organic ingredients. And they used beet juice. So I was thinking like beets or beet juice. Yep, beets it is. Look at them giving a logical answer that we could have come up with <laughs> with beets. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we couldn't figure this out. We, we knew that sometimes, uh, you know, currently they use like bugs or, or flakes from bugs or whatever. To make that red food dye. Yes. But, uh, we didn't go there. We just said it was, uh, the blood of, uh, Clifford's British brother and his enemies, uh, his (laughs) British brother, uh, named Brutus. Uh, so we said, uh, Clifford's brother. Oh my God. That's dark. Okay. Um, it is Clifford's brother. No, uh, no, it's not. It's uh, it's beetroot or beets. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to my friend Fred in Paris who helped me write that question. Merci, Fred. Yeah, uh, yeah, Fred is hilarious. He's a comedian, and I'll post on the Facebook and Discord page a link to his stand up when, um, if I remember when this comes out. That'd be great. So, yeah. Um, uh, round two, question 10. The category is Napoleon of Roles, apparently. Jared Harris, Vincent D'Onofrio, John Houston, Andrew Scott, and Ray Fiennes have all portrayed what literary villain, either in a TV adaptation or a film? The only one whose work I'm familiar with is D'Onofrio. I don't know much about actors. Yes, but the answer is probably not the... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the answer is probably not the alien in Men in Black. No, which is probably. the first thing I think of <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, yeah. um, he played Kingpin on the Daredevil TV show. I don't know if there was Kingpin in other things. Uh, I know that there was one in the Daredevil movie and there's one in the, on one of the Marvel movies too, I think. And, but that's all I have. I have nothing else. I, and I think, I think he was actually in a Shakespeare or something or other too, which is probably what the answer actually is. Some yeah. kind of Shakespeare man. It's probably uh, not Voldemort. Or Marcuccio. Uh, Hamlet. No. They said villain though. Oh yeah. Let's go. So, you want to go with Kingpin? He's definitely a villain. Sure. Okay. I don't have anything else. So. Oh. All right, they locked in with Kingpin. I would love to see Andrew Scott uh, play Kingpin. That'd be pretty, pretty intense. Uh, yeah, we locked in. Uh, it's one of my favorite. Kind of remember him across the uh, way from uh, Little Benny Cumberbun, though. Yes, yes, that is correct. Um, this is the villain of one of my favorite characters of all time, and we went with Moriarty. Yep. Uh, the hint. One of the hints there was the Napoleon of roles, and um, Sherlock calls him the Napoleon of crime. It is Professor James Moriarty. Mm. So, yeah, Jared Harris was in the Sherlock movies with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. 
and John Houston played him way back in the day. Andrew Scott on Sherlock. Ray Fiennes in the Holmes and Watson movie. Oh. And I have Vincent not, not for I'm not sure when, but it came up in my Google search. So <laughs> that, was, that was the only one I couldn't pull either. And I was thinking like how yeah. interesting it would be to see his performance because I can't even imagine mm-hmm. that like off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and he was the anchor I used to answer the question and nobody remembers him in it. Great. <laughs> I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after regulation, uh, the game is still close enough, uh, for, to be anyone's game. So team, uh, Rocky Toad has 135 points and doctor's orders has 170. So those are the points we can work with in the final round. What are those categories, Tony? Okay. So I started with Brooklyn nine, nine, and I'm ending with it too. The categories are Jake, Amy, Charles, Terry, and Rosa. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. All the wagers are now locked in. So let's hear those questions, Tony. Okay. Uh, in Jake, Jake's are the male juvenile of what large North American subspecies of bird? All right. Amy. One of my favorite movies is Amelie. And if you're a patron, you know it's one of Ken's favorites too. In 2009, Amelie star Audrey Tatou played which iconic French entrepreneur in a biopic about her early career before she became a mainstay of her industry? Uh, Charles, often overshadowed by other more well-known members of the band, but just as long-lasting, Charlie Watts is a longtime drummer for what rock and roll band? All right, in Terry... In what is far from a lateral move, who released the album I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, a country and western cover album in 1976? And Rosa, if you know Rosa Diaz, you know the writer, producer, director behind movies like Holiday, The Intern, and It's Complicated. Okay, we will go over these questions and be back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Wheel! 
and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All of the answers are now locked in. Let's go back to Tony for the questions one more time. Okay, and Jake, Jake's are the male juvenile of what large North American subspecies of birds? Yeah, we think there might even be a reference to this in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, we said uh, turkey, and we wagered 30 points. Ooh, that sounds right. Maybe, I don't know, we, we have no idea. We wagered 20. We're just going through North American birds. We're pretty sure it's not an eagle, so we just said a condor. Yeah, so the adult males are toms, and this would be wild turkeys, so turkeys. Um, Yeah, I totally forgot about that Thanksgiving episode. So good. (laughs) So if I remember, Charles wanted... Nikolaj. Nikolaj, right, yeah. Yeah, they had to name it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In in Amy, in 2009, Amelie star Audrey Tattoo played which iconic French uh, entrepreneur? We wagered 30 points, and we said Coco Chanel. Mm. We wagered 20 and we did not have an answer. The answer is Coco Chanel. Um, In Charles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In Charles, um, often overshadowed by other more well-known members of his band, uh, Charlie Watts is a longtime drummer for what rock and roll band? All right. Uh, We wagered 30 points on this one, and um, we think he's from the Rolling Stones. Uh, we wagered 30 on this one, and we're pretty sure Rolling Stones is correct. Yep, it is the Rolling Stones. And Terry, in what is far from a lateral move, who released the album I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, a country and western cover album, in 1976? This is the one we had the hardest time with because uh, we were trying to think of, you know, maybe an artist that would have a lateral move that would maybe go from rock to country. And we, we were having a lot of trouble, but then we remember the question saying lateral move and the category was Terry. And we said, well, who had a really good career in the 70s who would branch out into music? And we locked in with Terry Bradshaw for 30 points. Oh, boo. We also, since, you, since the clue said far from lateral move, we bet we said Terry Bradshaw also and we wagered 30. Yeah, so I had my mind blown when I learned about this. Um, it was he, it was Terry Bradshaw, and it was like between it was like in the like he had just won his second Super Bowl, and then he records this album, and then goes on to have and win two more Super Bowls. Like mm. it's unreal. I wish Tom there Brady had like a rock pop album that he just put out randomly. Like it sounded just like Train or something. Yeah, I was reading Terry Bradshaw's wikipedia and i was like wait what (laughs) he does music um i have not been brave enough to listen to any of it yet though all right and (laughs) yeah um in rosa if you know rosa diaz you know the writer producer director behind movies like the holiday the intern and it's complicated one of my favorite uh, directors to watch. Uh, she has a great command of her production design, and we locked in with Nancy Myers. Well, we wagered 20 on this one, and we concur, Nancy Myers. Yep, it's Nancy Myers. And, uh, you know, you just need that little pop of color in the kitchen and the, the ace full of lemons. 
After the final round, the scores are 175 for Rocky Toad and today's cream of the crop, Doctor's Orders with 320. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Oh, 320. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, well done. Well, well, well done. Trash talking, well, yeah, before. Asha was trash talking pretty hard uh, before we started. At the I don't know that. <laughs> I don't think that I happened. Do. This is so much trash talking. (laughs) This is my problem. Every time I trash talk before, I end up losing. So I'm never going to do that again. I've learned my lesson. You're like, and that's the important thing. Well, I was going to say, that's the important thing, but you're like a star wide receiver. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you stick to your guns and you trash talk. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, speaking of Asha, uh, you did trash talk us. You didn't come out victorious today, but uh, we always love getting a chance to hang out with you. It's been so long, at least since we've, you know, hung out in person. But um, any last words, shout outs, anything like that uh, before we let you go today? No, but thank you for having me on. I had fun despite losing, you know, terribly and disastrously. Well, you're you're always welcome uh, to come on at any time. uh, And we always appreciate you and appreciate your support. So thank you. Tony, uh, thank you so much uh, for this game. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, some things we knew, some we didn't, and some we're going to be immediately Googling uh, as soon as we're done recording here. But any uh, shout outs or last words from you? Yeah, uh, sure. I just want to thank Jason Borsum again for his help on the swing round and my friend Fred, and then also my girlfriends from college, uh, Amy, Annika, and Liz, who helped me with some of the questions and my trivia BFF, Alex, who also uh, play tested a bunch of these and helped me write a couple. So, and yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, make sure uh, to come join us over at the crop on Facebook, or if you like a non Facebook option, you can come hang out with Tony and now Asha on uh, discord and come talk about the episodes, uh, have some uh, play testing opportunities or just some random trivia questions for fun. A uh, great group of people over there. So uh, for Matt, Tony, Asha, Jeff, Ken, who hopefully uh, maybe is by in Maryland by now and getting a Terrapin, uh, and myself, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Terabyte is an incredibly rare and expensive gemstone. Oh, God. Nelson, <laughs> I can't deal with you tonight, today, this morning, whatever. Can you go to, can you go away, bud? Wants to play. I can't. So uh-uh. Noisy. Yeah, he's very loud and <laughs> he's mad. <laughs> Can you go lay down? Go take a nap. Oh my gosh. Okay, Nelson, get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Okay. All right. Um, first identified in 1967. It's named for where? <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> 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 All right. Hey, bud, I just, I can't, I can't today.